0: Welcome to the Mirror and Powerful Podcast, where we believe in going far by going together. Hello, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode.
1: We have a really fun episode today. Uh, We interviewed the mother my mother of Brian yes
0: my mother we were able to zoom call um she is quarantining and we were able to chat with her and have a wild ranging conversation from her parents to coffee to knitting to face masks to gardening and all the things
1: Mm -hmm. we touched on design we talked about um lessons she's learned from her parents uh, Community,
0: we, family, cooking.
1: We talked about minimizing the chaos as a as a mom with young kids. Mom hacks and creating new pathways for connection.
0: Yes, uh, it was a great it was a great time to sit down and chat with her. Hopefully, you all enjoy the conversation. I certainly learned a few things about my mom and also tell me
1: what you love hmm. about your mom.
0: Um, I love that my mom uh, taught me so many things that we are kind of living into today as far as beauty um and generosity she's she's so giving of her of her time like she was making making face masks um so I'm just I'm thankful for all the things that she taught me and cooking I'm very um yeah very thankful that she gave me the gift of being able to cook Mm -hmm.
1: you can definitely make your way around the kitchen you know what we didn't tell your mom is that her mother's day card will definitely be late it's definitely but no
0: I texted her that okay good Yeah, yeah yeah um we didn't have a stamp or I didn't have a stamp. So mm-hmm. drop the ball. But as you would say, Mother's Day was always going to be May 10th from January 1st. So really, it's on me. I it's on the ball. you. It's I mean, Mother's me. Day
1: so has been in the calendar for a long time. I don't know. Since the, you know, dawn of the Internet. Yeah. Since yeah. zero A.D. Yeah. Probably.
0: Uh, so anyway, we had a great conversation with my mother. I um, hope you enjoyed the episode.
1: Happy Mother's Day to all
0: yes happy mother's day to everybody and if you forgot to get your mother a beautiful gift it's not too late well it is too late actually but we're here to help you out you can get a discount off of your order if you're on mere.com and i believe the code is mums the word
1: mums the word m-u-m-s-t-h-e-w-o-r-d
0: mums the word so while you may be late uh you may make up for it with a amazing mere.com gift so enjoy hey mom welcome to the podcast
2: Hey, Bry. Good to hear you. See you? What? Oh, yes, I do get to see. you. I can see you because I can see you.
0: Yes, we're zooming. <laughs> the all we're doing the all technology.
2: The zooms. Hi, Becca. Good morning. This technology
1: thing is quite, quite a uh, experience. We have cords yeah. all around us.
2: Yes, <laughs> I've never seen so many cords in my life, but I don't. I think I know what they're all. I mean, I, I. Yes, they're doing their job. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You're our
1: first guest to record remotely like this for our podcast. (laughs) You're also the first family member we've interviewed. That's true.
2: Outside of you and me, scary. Outside of ourselves, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's kind of scary. Well, you know, without me, there's not half of you. So. Or all of me. <laughs> I mean, half of your duo, but yeah, you yes. never mind. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh,
0: and Mother Mother's Day is coming up. So that is, is why is? people are that like, why is. are you interviewing your mother? Um, it's been requested that we interview you. Um, <laughs> people want to know ecstatic. the backstories and all the fun things about <laughs> trade shows and coffee. Um, and it's Mother's Day coming up. So we figured why not interview my mom on Mother's Day?
2: There you go. Why not? Why not? I. Said. Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. So thanks for thanks for taking time to to join us in these. You're welcome. Unprecedented times. I feel like that word is worn out, but it. I don't know I, another word is. that describes it more accurately. But
2: it's accurate. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me. I'm I'm honored.
0: Yeah. So we're um. We're... You're
2: coming to us from Eagle, Idaho.
1: I am indeed. And Brian, you grew up mostly in Boise.
0: I did mostly in Boise, Boise, Idaho, born and raised. Yep. slow stint or small small stint in portland oregon
1: the youngest of four
0: youngest of four i have three older sisters um, but before we get into my history, I want to talk to my mom about
2: her history.
1: All the stuff we weren't around for.
2: Yeah, um, Ooh, so I could make up most things. Yeah, then I, yeah. yeah it, was I document, it, was, it, to... it wasn't uh, recorded. Check. So <laughs> there's no digital so footprint back then. Documented so. now. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, when when uh, I mean I know some of this, but for our, for our listeners, wh- where did you grow up? When were you born? All the all the fun things.
2: I was born in 1953, which is a long time ago, um almost 67 years ago, <laughs> um, which puts me smack dab into that uh, age group of the um, vulnerable. Just age though, which, no underlying. Well, just age, yeah, yeah, no it's underlying causes. Fit. I'm just, well, that I am maybe. Oh, well, that's another story. <laughs> um, Anyway, <laughs> I was born in Berkeley, California, and then my family um there were only four of us at the time we moved up to kensington which is up in the berkeley hills and then when i was in sixth grade so then my sister joined us and then um and you're the oldest was, of three i'm the oldest of three so i have a brother who's two years younger than i am uncle jim and then my sister aunt sally uh it's five years younger than i am and then we moved over to montclair which is up in the oakland hills um And fun fact, my mother has never lived more than, I think it's 10 miles, within a 10 mile uh, radius of where she grew up, which is remarkable on the one hand. And it's like, oh, but no, and they still, she and my dad still find new things to do. Well, not right now, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She found a new artichoke farmer that she loves um, and she buys artichokes from him. That's their one escape during COVID <laughs> is my dad drives and she puts on all the things and they go down to the farmer's market just down the street from their house and my mom gets in line before it opens and then she buys her artichokes and other vegetables and then they scamper home. That's it. Anyway, I digress. Uh, that's where I grew up and went to school um, there all the way through. And then when I graduated high school, I, after having ridden my skateboard on the first Earth Day. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, we just celebrated fiftieth
2: com- anniversary. A lot of things are coming up for the fiftieth anniversaries. It's it's kind of weird, um, but of course they are. Uh, it's just the way it is. Um, uh, and so, oh, then I went to school. I started at a really small college in Santa Barbara, Montecito, um, Westmont College, and then transferred my into my junior year in my junior year to UCLA, and that's where I graduated.
0: Where, um why did, why did you transfer from Westmont to UCLA?
2: Well, I always thought I wanted an art degree and perhaps if I thought it through differently, um, you know, if I knew then what I know now, I would have gone to just a regular old art school or design school, but Westmont did not have an art so I just did my undergrad uh, or uh, lower division work at Westmont and it was a small school which was probably a good fit for me. UCLA was rather large. Um, so I went from a school of about uh, 18, I don't even know it was 1800 students to UCLA which at the time was only, it was only 50,000, um, <laughs> 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 it was a big change. Um, moved to Southern California, went to school there and then um, married and on went the story.
0: Did you, I'm curious, where did you, where did you get your passion for design and art? Was that from your parents or?
2: You know, I think it's, well, I think it's one of those things, you know, it it was, I think it's always been a part of me and I just, it, it manifested itself as time wore on. And I've always been around good. My mom has an amazing um, innate sense of design and color and um, an appreciation of all things beautiful. And and same thing with one of my her mom um, in particular was all about uh, design. Well, she was a textile major at Cal. uh, My maternal actually both my all my grandparents graduated from Cal. Well, my one grandfather graduated from Davis, but the others at Cal. But my maternal grandmother was a textile she has a textile degree and she, she designed hats and she wove fabric and she made clothes and designed things. So I think that's, that's where it came from. And she also, she and her husband, my maternal grandfather were passionate gardeners. So I think a lot of it, I, I come by just, it was just a part of my life. Yeah. And Grant um, and
0: Graham, your mom, she has, um, uh, I'm totally blanking on the, the word, but basically Japanese flower arranging oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Like, didn't she go yeah, to school for that? Um,
2: she went to, well, classes. And um, it's gone right now. Uh, it'll, it might come to me. We'll to Hang agree. on. It's, um, yeah, anyway. But yeah, so she, she has a very keen sense of design. So I think I being I was in the, the soup of design, I think, my whole life. And it always grabbed me. Art has always grabbed me. And design especially. So you know, where did it come from? I think it was just, it's always been a part of me. And then the trick was, or the the challenge is finding then ways to let it manifest through me. Yeah.
1: I like that you have been able to make those connections with the generations that have come before you. But I also think, I find it really interesting that, you know, and we have two little kids now, as you know, your grandchildren, and you know, you 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 look at them and you're always trying to figure out where something um, that they're exhibiting came from. Like uh, we have a niece on my, on my family's side. She has super curly hair and everyone asks my sister-in-law, where did her hair come from? And you know, it's like, you're trying to read, you're like, well, I have this distant cousin from overseas or, you know, whatever. It just gets right? crazy, but it's like, well, what about what about that little person just being its own person? Like, it doesn't yes. necessarily have to come from anywhere right? Um, because we right. all have our unique kind of fingerprint. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway.
2: I think it's, it's a both and, yeah. which I'm discovering is really so much of how life is. It's both and, mm-hmm. which seems so paradoxical. And yet, no, it's both and. Yes, yeah. you have genetic, genetic coding within you, but you also get, have your own choices and things that just grab you. I mean, why, why, uh, you know, why am I this way, but my sister has you know, uh, interest in I mean, we have blended interests you know, or overlapping interests, but we each have our very unique qualities. Um, yeah, anyway, it's, it is interesting, mm-hmm. and I think there's so much. Mm, I get excited when I think about the, the uniqueness of what I get to do. How do I express then those things that are within me? Because they could stay within me and never, never have a way out. But being open to what is the way out? What is the way to express that?
1: Do you think as you get older, that question is easier to answer?
2: I think so. There's more, well, there's more freedom to mm, answer it and maybe, maybe stay more time open. without four kids I think that's <laughs> a lot. yeah yeah well seriously there's more bandwidth if 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 I remain curious and open to things there's more space to then say oh I wonder about that Where? Did, so, I,
0: so I have a question on that where because I, I I'm I'm convinced that curiosity leads to a lot of things it leads to innovation, it leads to a more yes. fulfilled life and i' and I know that I've received curiosity from from my family and I'm wondering where you think your spirit of adventure or curiosity came from i know I know it exists in pop your dad
2: uh-huh it, and I think it then goes back to the the generation behind them, their parents they were all so curious about things about life how how does that work? why does Let's try it. What do you think? Let's give it a whirl. Let's observe. Let's go out and look um, and see and learn. Always be open to learning, I think, is something I've um, has always just been a subtext of my life. Stay open to learning. You're never too old to learn, there's always something. Yeah, be committed
0: I, to a life, lear- life learner.
1: Yeah,
2: be a life well, learner. Well, curiosity is so tightly
1: linked, you know, we know now
2: um, to
1: the growth mindset if you have a natural curiosity about the world chances are you you'll expand your mind in new ways kind of all throughout your life
2: yeah Yeah. so no matter what the age number is there's there's room for curiosity always I mean the other day I was not the other day this morning I was walking along uh, actually I was running this morning oh drum roll 35 minutes. Nice. We're getting there. I love it. That's great. That's I about know. where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, getting I'm there. I'm running a lot more than you are. Yeah, I, yeah. The rain When does, I drag you along. The running
0: doesn't happen so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: okay. That's okay. But um, so I was listening to the birds and I thought, well, okay, so this time of year, everybody's bird call is really fresh and bright and kind of loud. Well, yeah, everybody's got to be attracting and just, you know, doing lots of things. But why do they have different calls for different times of the day? Or like robins? why, why is there? Anyway, just say, I don't know, but I'd like to know
1: why. Brian and I both grew up in families with full encyclopedia sets.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. And we've <laughs>
1: exchanged notes and they, they came out a lot. Like
0: around the dinner table, or yeah, the almanac, sat our, and, and the and almanac. My mom always had the, the arm. There was the farmer's almanac and then the world almanac, which had all the facts and the stats pre Google. You know, we'd, yeah. we'd be talking about some country and I wonder what the population is. And
2: I look up the world <laughs> almanac book. Yes, and for a while I was. It was
0: I thick? Gifted. I mean, it was like I know it was like four inches There's thick. a lot out
2: there, yeah. <laughs> right? and And to me, there's something about the pages and the smell and the looking it up and and what would that be under so i as much as I love Google sometimes and then I go on my I'm never using Google again because I want to look it up. there is value i think in the in the process of oh, what would I look under to find that?
0: Mm, yeah, and I think there that, only
2: one place
0: and it seems like that's what hopefully. With education and teaching, it's more. It's a, it's not memorizing the facts and the stats. It's about learning how to th- navigate and be curious and to find to know how to go and find the information because the information yes. is commoditized and it's readily available and will be more available uh, as mm. we go through time just instantly. So it's more of yes. the, the the mindset of the process of how to think about things.
2: Yes, yes.
0: yes. Which is probably why I hate school so much because it was all about memorizing. And,
1: I can't uh, wait and, until our exactly. kids are in school and bring home homework and.
0: I, mean, I don't know. Definitely cheated on that test. I'm looking
1: forward to it. I think it'll be really fun.
2: It's fun. You definitely find out where your um uh I found out where my blank spots were. <laughs> or, or which class I might have fallen asleep in. <laughs> but again, it doesn't mean that there's not room later on to learn those things. I mean, I'm starting to put together so many things that never made sense to me. Part of it is just the the scope I now have so much farther to look back and start understanding but also an accumulation of of understanding and knowledge Mm -hmm. um and to look at things with a fresh view hamilton knocked off my socks from so many on so many levels but one of them was oh oh all the dates and all the things and all the people and you know where was thomas jefferson all that (laughs) time? oh he was in france (laughs) putting together so many things to this one. And then you put, you know, the genius of Lynn manuel Miranda. He's like, whoa. Um, but it excites me that I could be at this age and still like, get excited about things that I fell asleep to when <laughs> I was young, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Your, dad, your
0: dad's over, um, you know, we celebrated his birth, 90th birthday um, a couple years ago. And he, yeah. he still gets really excited about, certain things or learning new things or you explain mm-hmm. something to him and he just does this little hand rub, <laughs> he gets so excited. I'm like, I know where that hand rub comes from. Because <laughs> when I get really excited, I'm like, woo <laughs> yeah, woo. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, so that's probably a gift that we passed on to all you kids, as um, you guys are curious. Can you and think of, oh, go are. ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, and your kids are, that's what I love. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Can you think of a class or two from undergrad, that you just couldn't get enough of, or a professor.
2: There were a couple. When I finally moved up into upper division work, there were that I felt like I finally um, had. It was almost as though someone had control of my computer. Almost that. that oh, whoa, yes, and we're, here, this particular professor um, got me going on some ideas. And I finally felt like I connected to something and I could take those ideas and then run with them. What I need are the skills to be able to express whatever it is. Um, And that's why I wish I had a little more art school specific um, schooling. Because I'm a very tactile person. I think that's why computers make me a little crazy, is I want to put my fingers on it. You know, I love the newspaper. I love to read books. I understand the magic and all that of of electronics and, and technology. That's great, but I need to put my hands into it cuz that's I think how I express then the stuff that's up in my head. Yeah. Were you, if were, I don't you have them- were
0: you doing art in college? So when you were taking classes, mm-hmm. were like what 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 form were you doing? Was it was it painting? Was it
2: I tried painting, but I didn't have real good instruction, and partly because I had to get through all my, my design work. Um, so I was getting the basics of the, the elements of design is what I was learning. I think what I then would have loved to have done is gone on and take, decide what field or what fields can I take the, the design principles and apply them. <coughs> so I kind of stopped at the application spot with a head full of information and i don't know what direction i want to take this in so i think that's what my then adult life has been a lot about is exploring all those various ways to express design whether it be through textiles which you know fabric and and i um and yarn and the other day somebody was talking about sewing versus knitting and the one person was a knitter and sewing just makes her crazy. And the sewer was saying, oh, man, knitting, I don't know. I just love sewing. And (laughs) the knitter said, well, sewing is about math and ironing. And I'm going, well, duh. (laughs) 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 But that's what I love. You know, I love measuring and doing all the things, right? Whereas knitting is just counting. And I thought, oh, I've never really thought of it that way. I thought that was was an interesting um, observation of those things. Anyway, I, I love all things textile. I love, like I'm, I'm creating these beautiful gardens in my yard and my big victory, of course, was taking out all the grass and, uh, and that's my rebellious streak. It's like eh, on the HOA, I wanted, <laughs> <laughs> but I got permission. I got permission. And, and what I wanted, I mean, I think bottom underlying it all was I wanted to show, maybe prove, but show that beautiful yards don't have to include grass, turf right? there's uh, There are other ways to do it. Will you trust me enough to do this? And if I have had the permission, man, I'm just running with this thing. And it is fun. So some of the design is on the fly. Some of it is planned. And then there's the time lag where you, you put things in with this vision of what it's going to look like. But for the first couple of years, it's like, I don't know, I don't know, and then it starts to grab hold, and then you see the design actually coming forward, and that like right now I've got um, things that are, a couple things bloom, no, more than a couple, a few things just finished their blooms. As they finished, other things started to come forward in their bloom cycle, and they'll bloom, some of them will go up most of the summer, and then others will fade away, while others come forward in the fall. And then it all changes again, but it's just thrilling to watch it happen. But I love as much just being in the dirt and digging it up and figuring out the the drip lines and all that stuff. So, so, and so, back to your question, design. It's everywhere for me. Hmm. It's everywhere. It's you know stuff like like this. Yeah, you're cool While I you didn't it. design it, I recognized that it was something that spoke to me, and in and putting it together. I discovered so many things about this, this guy that designs this fabric is genius, but in the, the colors, he, war, he takes one color for the warp and one color for the woof, and so you end up with this depth of color that comes from weaving two different colors together, which is different than just the same color, both, so they're, top, they're solids. But there, there's a, a luminescence to it, which just adds another dimension. Anyway, it, it's it's fascinating to me. Where did
0: you Where did you learn to sew was that from Was that from my grandmother's your grandmother's
2: Yeah, um, they they're both seamstresses, and they, you know they came out of the Depression. It'll be <laughs> interesting to see what comes out of them this time. But um, they were both. Magnificent sewers, and I just—I learned it. I—I I was there. I watched them pin thing, pin patterns, and cut them out. And I remember, no, 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 you have to get it right on the line. I'm thinking, oh, honestly, really, <laughs> and you must follow. You know, you have to follow the rules. And I, but why? And then I tried not following the rules a couple times, and oh, I understand now. <laughs> um, but each step is important, and the precision is important. And that comes into play, especially with quilt. Well, with anything, but especially with quilting. If your precision is off, woo, it may be <laughs> this big at the top and that <laughs> big at the bottom.
0: It's like it's like roofing or siding. Same same problem.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I lo- I learned the principles from them, and I think good design was sort of a bi- was always there too, but the precision really served me well. So yeah.
1: Did you cook and bake with your grandmothers as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. 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 Did you? Well, I know we cooked a lot in our house. Did you cook at home? I, family.
1: I baked more with my mom than I cooked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my local grandmother wasn't much of a cook, kind of like your grandmother on your dad's side. Um, and then my other grandmother was local. So Right, I so don't, yeah. I don't really have yeah. many memories in the kitchen with my grandmothers, but with my mom. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have it's one pers- more like little girl Nancy question. I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot lately about like first memories and how they form and how oh. they're cemented, because I think mm. CC is finally at an age where, you know, she may, she may start to remember this time of her life in, you know, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. sort of a fuzzy way. Um, being that she's almost four, so tell mm-hmm. us what your first memory is or or early memories. Yeah.
2: So those were for me. Those were. Bef- it was before we moved to our Kensington house up on the hill. So we were down lower in Berkeley, and I, I can remember the street. I remember it being very flat, and I and the radius, of course, that I traveled was not very big. But I do remember. I have a distinct memory, a, a summer memory at someone else's house but then i have really distinct memories from the backyard of the house where we where i was then living with my family my dad and my grandfather so my maternal grandfather built a playhouse i always thought it was my playhouse but i think it was meant to be shared but i was i was the only girl at the time and my brother was little um that thing was like everything to me it was my space so that it, so that is a huge 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 part of my me- and just and then As I think about it now what an act of love for those two to build a playhouse for me with window glass windows a dutch door I had a (laughs) linoleum square floor that I get to mop it was the coolest I think it had a shake it had a shake roof it was the coolest thing and then when I remember being stung by a bee and I was walking across the grass barefooted and I got stung by a bee I remember that clearly Mm. other than that I don't really remember my pesky little brother <laughs> um, but he wasn't pesky. I have lots of memories from my grandparents' houses. Early on, then they really cemented into place. And the interesting th- um, through thread is that my dad moved the playhouse to our new house. Wow,
0: that's impressive.
2: I mean, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. Everything else was new, but the playhouse was still there with the Dutch door. So I, I, you know, I could open the top half and you could still, you'd have to ask for permission to enter.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I wonder if you have photos
2: of that playhouse. Somewhere, I'm sure there are photos. Um, I should, I should, yeah. That's
1: really neat. That's a, yeah, I mean, that's your really first kind of understanding of your own space and Exactly, and I
2: think it was that, um mm-hmm. and you know I wonder then too, how much that um uh cemented this idea of of domesticity in the best uh, in the best sense of that word, not a you know eh. No, I, I just had this love of care. Mm-hmm. You know, I it was important to me to keep that thing swept and keep that floor mopped. I had a I had my own bucket. I had my own box of spick and span, which is <laughs> what people used in the day, but it was mine. And when, I remember the Windex and the paper towel, all the things. I had those to take care of my house. But then you think about it from a you know, farther out way of thinking and like that was my special place.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, and anyone who spent 10 minutes with you would describe you as hospitable. So obviously <laughs> yeah, gotta, that's, carried, start. that's carried forward. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I learned well. And maybe I just instinctively, well, not instinctively, it became part of my instinct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, but that both, was pretty special.
0: Both of your parents were very uh, neat and tidy, Graham mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which clearly passed on to you. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. my, my journey of OCD-ness has been like uh, a wave, I would say, where-
2: and that's okay. Yeah.
0: High school, I was very meticulous about like folders being perfect. I would because back before <laughs> computers, you would like to like write out your final paper, your final draft. And if there was one mistake, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't just like white out. I hate. I didn't use white out. I would Ugh. rewrite the entire page. Yeah. yeah. And so everything had to be like just so. And then I think I got to college and it just all went out the window. Especially yeah. I hear back. you
1: were you neat and tidy until we met.
0: And then I just passed it <laughs> back. I was like, have, I'm out.
2: It's yours now. <laughs> And now They're
0: it's going. Great. Now it's coming back. There's things where Beck's like, "Wow, that's um, interesting."
1: <laughs> you well, yeah. You you're relaxed. You let a lot of things go, and then every once in a while, in a fury, you you, you that meticulous trait comes back into play and then it's like wow so you're capable of this but you you only choose to do it three times a year
2: what? so, yeah, so the, the, the trick is finding the spot in general i mean maybe just not to swing too far either way yeah right yeah um, and, and there is a certain beauty to that to be able to to give yourself a little space to move right because the pressure to be just always or is oh, that's a lot. But also I don't want, I'm I've always been so afraid to go to the other you know like the dark side that I wouldn't let myself go past a certain place you know, <laughs> I could tolerate a little bit uh, which is the beauty of having my studio studio upstairs no one knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I can be as messy as I want to be cuz a lot of projects are messy. It's yeah, part like, of
0: creativity. You have to, exactly, have room to play and to exactly. explore. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that is that was a balance. that was hard to find. Um, I love my parents dearly, but I also wanted to respect their space. And projects are messy, and it was just really hard to do messy projects in a a household that was that valued tidiness yes um, <laughs> well, anyway which it's not a bad thing it's not a judgment it's just that it was hard to bust out of it uh and maybe that's where i'm finding so much grace out in the yard is it's dirty it's awesome it's like of course it's dirty <laughs> but just wait it's <laughs> actual <get> dirt <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: what um what lessons did you learn from your your parents like what do you what have you taken away from them
2: One big one is no matter, you can live as they have, live in the same place for so long. They've been in their house, their current house for 50 years. Um, No, more than that. I was in sixth grade. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Long, 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 many decades. Let's just put, put it that way. And they still find new things. They explore. They keep things fresh. So to have that open, have that curiosity. I think it was never really named as that, but they displayed uh, they lived curiosity and while it could look to some as oh, what a like narrow, kind of boring life, it really wasn't because they were always finding things there's adventure everywhere, and so that was that's a really valuable thing um, investing into community was big for the. And community can mean so many different things, but they invested well into their communities. They've always taken care of um, when a need comes up, they will meet needs that they, that they feel like they can, they don't feel like they have to meet every single need in the world, but they've shown me how to, how to give um, and also how to love family and what we have is enough, um, what they are is enough. You can, you can aspire to things, there's nothing wrong with aspiration, but they were also content to be who they are, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Good food has always been important, good uh, meals are important, that was, it's always been important. I mean, to this day, if you go to dinner at my parents' house, the table is set, there's a uh, a centerpiece is very important and it's well thought out and the pl- down to the placemats and the dishes, which dishes shall we use tonight? Always cloth napkins, um, always presentation. And it, it's not, it's, I mean, it's not mandatory, but it's lovely and it makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, Every and-
1: listener today should know that Nancy Pape irons her cloth napkins, <laughs> napkins. and tablecloths.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and the top ten inches of my top sheet and my pillowcases. Yes, <laughs> because seriously, it's, it's the little things, and I know that those things came from my um, from my. Well, my parents, my mom. But the other thing is, that, is the, the, the love of outdoors. And especially I've learned that from my dad. But my mom has an appreciation of nature. She has just not participated the way that we do. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a respect and a love for nature.
0: Yeah. And his your, your dad's dad was a park ranger.
2: Yes, so he that's was. He, Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Your, yeah. your dad spent a lot of time outside.
2: Yeah. In the so he. Yeah. So my. Well, my grandfather was a. Um, he was a. An educator, and he eventually was, I think, a superintendent. I'm pretty sure that was right. Uh, but at the. Back in the day, it wasn't a 12 month contract. So what to do with a summertime? So he was a park ranger, and they would. Try, my dad had two brothers, and, and so my grandmother is a saint. All these men and boys. Ooh, but they would go. They. He would spend summers in Yosemite and Yellowstone uh in- for state for national parks, and then Big Sur was another place. these boys the stories are hilarious, and my dad has very famous stories that he we love to get him to tell over and over and over like bonking the bear cub on the nose and but <laughs> they would as as the general story goes, and maybe some of it's myth, but it, we take it as truth that um in the mornings. The boy my grandmother would pack up lunches for the boys they'd take their fishing poles and and they were just literally poles they weren't rods (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they were fly fishing but that's okay and you know be home for dinner and off they would go on the adventures and you can just see these three little boys trundling off and anyway so i wonder how old they
1: were i wonder how old the oldest was
2: i should probably i should find out because my (laughs) dad was the second he was the middle yeah um anyway I so mean, often, probably but... a
1: lot younger than most parents would send their kids out now and yeah yeah that is just the yeah. world that we live in yeah but,
2: exactly it's so different but i but... love i
1: love that that they <laughs> are that just, just great fending for themselves protecting just one go. another
2: yeah mm-hmm. And they figured it out and nobody ever you know drowned or got bitten by anything they so anyway I think they had a good sense of outdoors but that's where all of that mm. comes from then that's just been uh, and so we've always done things outdoors we've always hiked we've always backpacked and it's to me it's just a part of life
0: yeah I, I love that and it's, it's so interesting because it's you know so often your life is you know it's a reflection of your choices but it's also a reflection of where you've come from and I, th- I think especially for me there's this there's this well we talk about it internally beauty and generosity are like these two things mm-hmm. when people are like what separates me from everybody else we often talk about beauty and generosity and it's so cool to see that the beauty um has definitely come down from your side and also dad's side you know um yeah. you know with with my dad's mom you know uh, actually Graham and Baba were both kind of had this refined kind of element to their lives of, you know, Mm -hmm. beauty is, is something Mm -hmm. that is, um,
2: it's important
0: important and it's, and you take time for it and it's, it, it matters. Um, Mm -hmm. which, which is really cool. And then the outdoor piece, obviously with, you know, just being out in the nature and being out in the wild, um, which is, I, I don't know. I just makes me smile. Um, -hmm. one of my favorite, Uh, stories about your parents is when your dad came back from the um, Korean war, Um, which by the way, it was, it was really cool to show pop photos from South Korea and trips that I've taken to Korea, because when he was in Korea for a war, obviously he was in trenches and it was awful and brutal. And, um, and, you know, before the military was well-funded, you know, they basically ate horrible food and were not clothed well. And, uh, anyway, he, he was a, he was just blown away by the progress that South Korea made in such a short amount of time, and just the technology and the subways and the buildings and the people, and uh, so that was really cool to show him. And then he was he kind of had this almost a sense of pride that like part of Korea and their 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 growth with South Korea um, mm-hmm. was in part you know I'm not I'm not an advocate for a war, but um, certainly that democracy and that, that <laughs> ability for them to grow um, mm-hmm. was a really, you know, he he, he took pride in, you know, the, the, the battle that he had to fight.
2: Right. He got it. He without with their work helped move the thing forward and it kept going and going. And this is where it's gotten to, which is yeah. so exciting. But to be a part of something like that
0: yeah so he was he he, i just i could see him beaming with the fact that we sell you know (laughs) where in korea and um you know he was he was there long long ago but my favorite was what i was going to get to is my favorite story is when when pop your dad came back from the war um you know i think they landed it and you can correct me um where where i go sideways on this but i I believe he he landed somewhere on the west coast whether it's san francisco oakland san San Francisco, francisco he came comes back and to be decommissioned, all the soldiers had to, after they got off the boat or the plane or whatever they came in on. The boat, boat, the boat. boat. Yeah, it yeah. took them
2: forever to get home, which yeah. is a good thing. Anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, some, some time away. Um, he, they all had to get in buses and go to like somewhere else. And <laughs> your mom was there waiting uh, in the car. And they were weren't like,
1: married yet, right?
2: Or they, they were- married weren't... and she yeah, they were married. They'd just been married because uh, he
0: went to World yeah. War after they got married, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, and then she moved back in with her parents, but she bought a car. Yes. The- Was it a
0: convertible? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
2: So see? See? This is the convertible thing. Yeah. It did. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, so she has this convertible car, and she's like ready to welcome her husband back from war, and they're like, no, you can't go with her. You have to go on this bus. And so she's like, all right, I guess I'll just follow the buses. So all these buses head out of San Francisco, and she's following them the convertible, and <laughs> I don't know what, ha- I think your dad described it as like everybody on the bus basically forced the bus driver over and told him to pull over. So <laughs> there's one bus out of a bunch of buses that pull over and they stop and Pop gets off the bus and gets into Graham's car. And the whole bus is like going crazy and he gives her a big, you know, big kiss on the lips and, and, uh, and they take off and, you know, he, you know, basically go to get decommissioned. But the fact that they're like, you know what? Screw you, I'm getting on this right. Bus.
2: Which and that story is even more fun when you consider how generally reserved they are. Totally. (laughs) But when push comes to shove, darn it, there are things to get excited about. How long
1: was he deployed? I
2: don't know. Oh, that is a good. I don't remember that particular. It wasn't terribly long. I know that he. He said one of the good things was that they he was like a not a reserve but he they went they were like a second wave that went in so he wasn't there at the very beginning of the war when i guess it was particularly bad hmm. um so things were winding down when he was there but still he was there and the stories oof, oof, yeah oof, yeah oof. And,
0: and i mean and, and fast forward uh. to today's you know covid times and whatnot i think it's particularly frustrating where you know there's all these demands I, you know, we, we need to find a, the right way to engage in, in an economy for sure because that's how our, yes, our society is built around it. But, you know, the fact that people are like, I can't sit inside because of my <laughs> life. It's like, all right, let's hold the phone Excuse real me. quick. Like yeah. this generation that's the most vulnerable who's old, they went through World War II. They went through Korean War. They went through the Vietnam War, Afghanistan, Iraq. And they did all of that without the Internet, without complaining and mm-hmm. just sucked it up and we can't suck it up for like two months and we've got netflix disney plus food delivery like right. all this stuff it's like right. like we need a to toughen up. it is
1: ridiculous <laughs> but this is a this is like a mental health challenge
0: and nobody's been training that's i think that's <laughs> the biggest thing is like it's a I mental think, health challenge and nobody's prepared right. for it
2: yeah right we've forgotten how to do things and it's the it, i mean I, there's so much i'm at well I'm sad this whole thing just makes me so sad it is so sad and there's so many levels of sadness and everybody's heart is hard so I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody but I have an awful lot of skills I have a great skill set to manage through this especially if I just quit listening to all the ridiculousness yes it's hard and I I want to honor everybody's heart it, that's yes it's hard but let's let's May, let's make something good out of this time, whatever it is. Um, use what you have. Quit complaining, and go forward somehow. And that's what I love about what you guys have done. Is this, you know, th- the other word I hate, but I, it's true, is the whole pivot thing. We have to pivot, mm-hmm. and we're not good. We don't practice that well. We move on to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. It's a sequential life, you know, da 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 da, da. But to actually have to stop,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: turn, and go in a direction you have no idea where you're going. So be curious. I don't know what it looks like. Is it hard? Mm-hmm. And for some, it's really, really hard. Hard in a different way um, than it is for us. But or each person has their own heart, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But let's make the, the best use of what we are, in fact, in and realize we've got a lot to be grateful for. At least mm-hmm. I have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, I'm sad that I can't do a lot of this. I'm sad I can't come see you guys and see the grandkids, and you know, that's hard. It is. But what do we do for the the common good? What can we do?
0: Yeah, and every day gratitude is a choice, and every day you can choose to be grateful or not, and that's what's Mm -hmm. I think that's the opportunity for sure Mm -hmm. in all of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, switching gears a little bit, still talking with your about your parents, coffee. So as everybody knows, Mir is, uh, we've, we've, we've put ourselves square in the middle of the specialty coffee industry um, somewhat by accident,
3: Yes. Um,
0: but we come by it honestly. And so, yeah, uh, totally. yeah what, what was, what was your experience about coffee growing up? Like what were your earliest memories of coffee? Um, I have some, I have some memories of your parents from, yeah. North Star um, uh-huh. <laughs> of Graham making Chemex and playing Hearts um, and that smell, <laughs> but that's 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 my earliest memory of it. But I'm curious what your earliest memories of coffee were.
2: I have no memories without coffee. Let's put it that way. It's all, coffee's always been a thing. But I you know I think back in the day in in just the whole how do you show hospitality you know whether it's a family gathering or or others coming in whatever it was just part of the routine you serve a meal you serve coffee Um, but coffee's always been this thing and of course the morning coffee (laughs) is it possible to have breakfast without it i don't think so um it was always a part i think what's changed the evolution of coffee in our family has been really fun to watch, and my parents have just stayed in step. That's that's probably the best thing, um, is they stayed in step, but what they were doing so long ago has become oh so current. <laughs> <laughs> totally, with, it's just so funny with
0: Chemex, and then and then, um, you know, recently when I visited them down in uh, in Oakland in January after visiting Blue Bottle, you know, bringing them coffee, they were like, Oh, we've been. We've been purchasing blue bottles since the farmers' market days.
2: <laughs> it's like so many and it's things. True. It's true. Like it is so many and... things, right? <laughs> I don't know what else. What the heck? So there, there's there's a lot of those are the things I want to stop and smile about because wow, I have a really 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 rich heritage. Mm. Um, yeah. That has so much meaning, <laughs> and, the, and the coffee thing oh, winter. <laughs> um, I. I mean, I know that they've evolved in terms of what they <laughs> made coffee, <laughs> right, what coffee they used. You know, we, we went from Folgers to, and the best part about Folgers, there has to be something, at least it, w- it was coffee. Um, the best time was, the, you, know, you get to the bottom of one can, yes, yes, it's time for another. The release of the aroma is like, oh, and that's <laughs> one of my favorite, and that, that sound, right, the vacuum, and he goes, and then, oh, that smell. My parents um,
1: always drank Folgers. They grew up in the Midwest, though, so I wonder if it was
2: I think Folgers, well, Folgers was a big thing. Yeah. Um, it just was. And then I remember when the bean thing came um, and they had, you know, and then it was the grinder and the, then, you know, the never-ending quest of how to best keep your beans, which Mir has solved. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. And then all the things that we're learning, you know, SCA has taught us so much about you know blooms and off-gassing and how old is the is when was it roasted and first let it sit for this many days before you even touch that thing and we've learned so much and yet we still get to that place of the first sip it's like oh is <laughs> oh, well with the world <laughs> anyway so coffee has always been a thing am yeah. i oh go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the, the fun. I think I've told you this story before, but um, when we would have family dinners, which was quite often because my maternal we lived not very far from my maternal grandparents, and then um, my mom's sister and her family were close by, and my her brother and his family. So we had lots of family gatherings, birthdays, and you know all the things. And the best you always wanted to plant yourself next to an ad, a coffee drinking adult, which meant. That and I think it was everybody. I don't think anybody didn't drink coffee, but you really wanted to plant yourself next to a coffee drinker who wanted sugar because my grandmother used sugar cubes and had this really cool silver, well, you know, of course the silver um, sugar bowl, but this, this thing you'd push on the top and the claws would go out and you'd go down. It was like having a like a like a construction site. You go down and get your cube and then re, you know pull it up and then bloop, but you always ask the adult, one lump or two, and you hoped for two. <laughs> and anyway, oh, and so, you would serve
1: you would yeah, serve so the, you sugar. Would, the kids would
2: serve the sugar, which was really fun. Yeah. Um. But then they all moved out of that to just regular coffee, which was great, no sugar. But we all grew up, so there were no, you know, it was okay.
1: Yeah, your mom used to drink coffee with I think cream and sugar, or maybe just mm-hmm. cream. And then one she day wants. she decided,
2: I can't do this yeah.
1: anymore. That's way too much cream consumption right. Right. over my lifetime, yeah. or whatever. And she just went she black. Yeah
2: which is amazing just
1: how we drink our coffee
0: come by honestly
1: yeah
0: yeah i think so so the the memories of north star and uh your parents teaching me how to play hearts was i think that the best part was first game of hearts the rules were explained to me and then it was like and you can also shoot the moon if you get all the hearts (laughs) and the queen of spades (laughs) To which yeah. my first game, which I'm guessing Pop just like totally played into it to let me win. Uh, I think
1: I I think I shot the moon the first time I played with him too. Yeah, so I think that's Pop's
0: secret. He lets people feel really good about
1: to
3: shoot the moon.
2: What a guy! <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. Uh, but that
0: you know that Chemex experience, and I think growing up, uh, I always remember, especially in Mother's Day uh, time frame, which was May, and club soccer in Idaho was in May, oh. and so there was always oh. some sort of tournament over Mother's Day weekend, and outside of just Mother's Day weekend, I think it was, was was it just Mother's Day weekend or was it every weekend you'd bring coffee? it was that whole weekend. No, No, it was just that
2: weekend
0: weekend you made coffee? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always, I always remember there was always coffee on the sidelines.
2: Well, I probably had coffee on the (laughs) sidelines, but it wasn't like for everybody. It was just my own personal stash. Um, yeah, because there you you are. Yeah. There's this
0: hosting of, of coffee and preparing it. I think that's something that, um, you know, I've learned from you is just to be able to host people and, you know, it can be as simple as making coffee for, for everybody around you. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, our coffee shop does that for the community in Fremont.
2: Yeah. It's a wonderful way to give. Um, it, yeah, it, the, it's, the ritual of it is mm-hmm. very soothing. To me, it's very soothing. I love the time. And I think that was the fun idea with the coffee at the trade shows, mm-hmm. was you needed time to tell your story. How on earth are we gonna tell people this story if they're just like, I gotta get onto the next booth. But if you were offered a cup of coffee. Um, a good sure. coffee. Sure, yeah, well, and furthermore, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just enough time to yeah. introduce and then off the story would go. And it was really beautiful. And to this day, it's always a good way to, you know, how's your day going? Tell me about your day. Yeah. So it's a great vehicle for learning about people. Before
1: we had kids, we would either in the mornings at home, we would either do espresso or um, like pour over or
2: Chemex,
1: whether it was like single or multiple cups. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then even after we had CC, we would go to, the, not trouble, but you know, we would go through the motions it, for it's Chemex. or yeah, it's steps. And then as soon as we had Gavin, it was like, <laughs> all right. Make coffee maker. <laughs> coffee maker. <laughs> so it's, it's okay,
2: there's no shame, cup, no shame. Cup
0: two at the office, it's a little bit more on the Porigami or Chemex. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. One of my very favorite coffee memories is when your oldest sister, Rebecca, was a newborn, and Graham and Pop came down, we were living in Dallas at the time, and, you know, you know, first time mom, I am just beside myself, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and but this is becoming apparent to me that I'm not sure how I'm going to make my coffee. And I remember the first morning my, after my mom and dad had arrived, I, I walked down the hall and I could smell coffee and I, oh, I, mean, <laughs> I know I cried. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! coffee. I don't have to figure out how to hold on to this child and do the thing and all the things. It's hard to grind coffee when you're holding a baby, right? Especially the old blade grinders, you had to push on them. So how do you you know, push and hold? Like out? shake
0: so that you get the coffee grounds going up and down so you <laughs> evenly cop them So above. it's
2: evenly, yeah, yeah. So thank heavens for burr grinders. But anyway, that was a memory that I will never forget. Of oh, I've had that exact coffee. experience so many
1: times. I wonder how many moms are... Nodding their heads right now. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's it, precious. It feels like a. It feels like someone's throwing you a um when you're in the water. What are those? Life, life, raft, life raft. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Exactly. Like that pool is noodle. coffee is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like okay, thank you. I can float now.
2: I can now. Ma- I know I can make it another minute, and it's just and 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 also that gesture. Um, of the making, there's just something really beautiful, and so I never want to lose the, the cognizance of of the gesture. It's important. It has meaning. It's it is important. So anything you serve, serve, offering someone a cup of water, um, is also it's a it's a it's important. It's a gesture that's saying, hey, how can I care for your need? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: absolutely. Um,
2: yeah. I've loved Rachel's Saturday morning brews. Oh yeah, <laughs> on Instagram Live. Oh, it's been precious, really precious. She Let's take the time. Job. She really does.
0: Well, this part of the uh, episode, we needed to take a much needed bathroom break after drinking gallons of coffee during our episode. It is true. Um, But anyways, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a five star review and share it with a family or friend um, to help spread the word.
1: Yeah, we're really excited about this podcast. We've kind of breathed some new life into it, and we have um, a number of ep- episodes coming out over the next weeks and months.
0: Exactly. Uh, there's also a lot going on on IG uh, on the old Instagram. So uh, we we have a fun of uh, a bunch of fun uh, happy hours and and pour over coffees. Uh, Propaganda, our buddy is doing um, pour overs on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. So you can tune in to uh, Prop Hip Hop, I believe is his Instagram handle. Um, so those are those are really fun having. An, um, hilarious conversations, uh, there, uh, also Saturday mornings, we are also doing how to brew pour over, uh, on the Porigami. So
1: from the MIR flagship account, is That's that right? right?
0: Yep. And the MIR account. So, uh, head over to Instagram at MIR M I I R. And, uh, again, if you are listening on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening device or application we would appreciate a five-star review and share it with uh, one or two people
1: yeah we just are finding as i'm sure you are that connection these days is more important than ever and so we just look forward to continuing to connect with you whether it's via podcast uh instagram live email website we're we're here and we hear you and we appreciate you
0: exactly now for the rest of the time with nancy (laughs) pape so raising raising four children obviously a handful uh you've mentioned it being just a blur or like part of your life that you don't remember what what do you what were the what were the moments that you do remember that were were enjoyable
2: there there was a lot of enjoyment it has been said and i think this is somewhat true that i was about a half a kid over my limit um (laughs) i think everybody is (laughs) and i and i'm beginning to think beginning to think that that is true um it was it was very very blurry because there was just so much going on all all, all the time all the time (laughs) and there were parts of it that i absolutely adored when i sort of felt like okay I think we can manage the next five minutes, this will be great. Um, Most of the time was, oh boy, oh boy, what's next? Oh boy, what's And always with that many little people running around, and you all are fairly close to each other in age, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for things to spin out of control very quickly. And I being Sometimes it didn't appear to be the truth, but I I like organization and let's just keep... We had lots of bins and lots of systems to just kind of just keep things. It was a lot. It it was a lot. Well, the more kids
1: you have, the more variables there are,
2: right? Exactly. I mean, what are the
1: odds that four children (laughs) are going to find 20 synchronized minutes of... Harmonious play. ...peaceful play?
2: Yeah. Like... (laughs) That everybody gets to do something that they would choose to do, right? Um, Yeah, instead of, no, no, you three, I know you don't want to do this, but you get to do this because this one wants to do this. So we had a lot of, um, yeah, (laughs) there was a lot of potential for chaos, and I wanted to minimize, I think probably that was probably my goal. Let's just minimize the chaos to a a tolerable degree. (laughs) (laughs) And then for me to accept that, the degree of chaos is probably going to be higher than I would like.
0: Do you ever, do you ever think of uh, taking up a career in hostage hostage uh, negotiation? Yeah.
2: I should, I should, cause I was pretty, I think, I don't know. It, it was just an interesting time. It was, there were parts of it that were so flipping fun. I mean, it was hilarious. If we were in sync, there's just nothing more fun than this, crazy fun thing happening it was great and you just never knew where it was going to happen and what what was next but there are an awful lot of times of oh boy Um, (laughs) so my respect for families right now Mm. um let's just start with we're all in the same house Mm. (laughs) and and i'm going to be and we all have to eat oh that means food procurement okay and food preparation and food cleanup and then there's the brushing of the teeth and the flossing maybe uh it's just all the things maybe make the bed maybe get out of your jammies i don't know maybe not and then let's have school and then let's do it again and maybe, maybe and
0: maybe try to work in some hours in there
2: <laughs> and then maybe accomplish something and oh I, ah, ah anyway um yeah so i have the utmost respect um But there's also a lot of ways that have facilitated all of that to be a little easier. You could get food delivery and you could do lots of things. But the school thing would have freaked me out because I, then there was a lot of pressure when you guys were being raised for for homeschooling. This region had a lot of homeschoolers. So there was kind of, and the the circles that we ran in happened to have a lot of homeschoolers. And I felt a little um, less than because I, a, I didn't, but B, that I couldn't even conceive of doing that. I thought, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, all these mm-hmm. other people are do- with huge families or homeschooling. I thought, it, it, it's not my wheelhouse. Um, I'm a good teacher.
0: Yeah. And you were, you were, you were my art teacher for many, many years. Yes.
2: Yes. Cause I understand, you know, I understand the stuff to make it work. I just, eh, homeschooling wasn't for me. And that was, so it was fine. But it was hard on my psyche. So I think mm-hmm. finding the, um, am I doing this right? And I tend to to want to do things right. I think I have a pretty strong one wing um, that I want things orderly and, you know, just so, but with that many little people running around, it wasn't often that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My version of that feeling is, and we're just now wading into like the very early years of preschool, but it was putting CC in a co-op, which requires parental involvement, a, a <laughs> decent number of hours per week, and I'm meeting those parental requirements. And Brian and I decided, kind of as a team, that I will be the one to do that. Yeah. Um, so I signed up for it, but you know, it's it's quickly dropping off, quickly picking up, not spending much time with the other parents in that class, and just feeling. I don't know, and I think it's self-imposed, but there is guilt around not mm-hmm. going above and beyond in the way that some of the other families are.
2: So I don't oh, yeah. think
1: we'll do co-op going forward for that, for that reason, I mean, I, yeah. we just need a different model because we're both working it's a lot of time.
2: Exactly, and so how do you then, yeah, tailor that to what your specific situation is? But it's
1: interesting that there, I think there are pressures, external pressures, mm-hmm. kind of no matter who you are, no matter what your mm-hmm. family setup is.
2: I believe that is true. Yeah. So how do we then deal with that? And it's hard to step back and say, wait a minute, who says I have to do all this? Or is ask the question, is there another way? Which you're asking, and I think that's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, What
1: are some unique traits you identified in your kids as they were kind of mm -hmm. coming
2: into their own? Um, They are so different from each other, which is really fun, and. To this I, day. I yeah, exactly. And I think in some ways I'm really glad for that because it was, I could not lump them all together as much as I at times wanted to. But to honor the differences was was pretty, uh, uh, well, it wasn't that hard because um, uh, many of their, their bent, their natural bents are in quiet, independent things. So I think they all could play pretty well independently. Um I have a lot of readers. But yeah, anyway. I'm coming you know, around. No, but but not this one. You are. You were but Lego. I, you, know, you were a Lego guy. You were a Lego guy yeah. and then that but then you teamed up with Legos with one of your with Sarah, which was really fun. So there were there was some pairing natural pairings that happen oftentimes Rebecca and Sarah could pair up for things just they're not because they are very they're they're rather quiet and and intense in what they're doing so like they can get lost in books and stories and you know things and writing and all that and then there were times when Abby and Brian would team up for things, which tended to be a little more on the active rambunctious, right? It was just really interesting to watch the pairings. Um, and then there were also the indiv- strong individual likes and dislikes. And the hardest part, one of the hardest parts for me was honoring those but also trying to get this unit moving. <laughs> yeah. And so in some ways, school was really helpful. If I could step away from the the pressure of, oh gosh, I, you know, but this mom's doing this, and this mom's doing this, and this mom's doing that. And is there, what am I supposed to do? And is it okay? Can I give myself permission to do what, to play into my strengths? Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of good, uh, there was one teacher in particular at a school in Portland who was really helpful in I think she really helped me find my place and be comfortable with my place and my strengths. If those were my strengths, go with them. You don't have to be anybody else's strong. Just be you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That really helped me um, and then sort of sent me off on a new trajectory. And, I think, and then when we came back to Boise, that's when I did more um, intentional volunteering, especially in art. And also giving myself permission to not do certain things and not feel guilty about it yeah yeah it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay do you remember uh,
0: how did, did all of my sisters uh hang out in the kitchen and like learn cooking from you i don't i, I, I don't really there remember. was a lot
2: of that. yeah they do i mean they did and we had various kitchens um and uh the the one well depending on your age, yeah, 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 so I remember having a cooking party, Becca, one of Becca's birthday parties was, so she was like, like, late elementary school, probably, um, uh, we, it was a cooking birthday, I mean, the girls came over, we had, uh, we made cookbooks, I had all, I printed up all the recipes of the things that we were going to make, we had this ridiculous range in this, it was a horrible kitchen, and it was a galley kitchen, it was long and narrow, so it was just, Impossible. But it had this commercial grade, honest to goodness, six burner gas range, 52,000 BTUs each burner. And then it had a a dedicated griddle on its own. And underneath that was a dedicated broiler. And below that were two full size ovens. One was convection. So they took the full sheet pans, right? I mean, I can't fit any of those pans into any of my domestic (laughs) stuff it's hilarious but we could rock and roll on that thing so we did we made i remember making pretzels the rest of it was kind of a blur and i and i had made those little paper chef's hats and put everybody's names we made aprons oh my gosh it was hilarious so (laughs) so i remember doing things like that and then things that we made as a family people will participate Mm. kitchen in boy the first kitchen in boise was more conducive because it had a a I guess it was an, well, it wasn't really, it was an L, it was a peninsula. So it was attached to a wall, but it came out. So there were stools on one side and then I could be in the kitchen and and I could be doing all the things. And there was a lot of observing. So there was a lot of art going on on the counter and then homework. And while I was just doing, so I could interact with and answer questions. But then there was also participation. Mm. And we, and, and I cooked, I mean, I had all the things.
0: Where did you, where did you learn to cook from? Thing. I know mean, you learned from your mom a little bit, but did you go to mom school? Mom and grandmothers,
2: and I do. Did... <laughs> One summer I went to cooking school. <laughs> your dad was working up in Eugene. He had the, we took the summer off. He was in school, it was grad school. We went up there and what to do with Nancy? So, I took cooking classes um, from, well, he called it a school, it wasn't a school school. But your grandmother had someone who cooked for them and he had a cooking school. And so with some of these other women that I met through one of my sisters-in-law, we would go to John's house and we learned how to, I mean, I learned how to make pasta and all these crazy sauces and all kinds of stuff. And then went home back to Dallas with all this, all this equipment and all these recipe books. And it was great. And then just started cooking even more and more and more. Yeah. So I was really, I was coming out of college into adult life, my own kitchens. And I was good at it. I loved it. I yeah. loved being in a kitchen. Well, it's
0: tactile and it's creative. Yeah. And-,
2: and that's what it is. And it's a way then to serve, cert- you, you you, give, making food for people is so Fulfilling, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's
0: something that I certainly observed growing up is you are oftentimes cooking, whether it was, you know, the, the Easter parties where lots of people come over and sometimes that was catered, sometimes it wasn't, but, you know, always preparing food for people who came over to our house and something that we've, we've tried to replicate too, of just being it's giving fun. from food and it's fun to cook. And I'm, I'm certainly grateful to be able to have learned how to cook from, from you. I think that was maybe something that surprised back when we first started dating that. Yeah. I'm thrilled that we, I'm thrilled (laughs) that we share.
1: I mean, I enjoy it too, but it's not fun when you have little kids hanging at your ankles. It is not fun. So I love that we can, we're interchangeable in that way. Yeah. Yeah. One of
2: my very funny favorite stories from one of my cycling pals, she recalls this time we were out for, on a ride and Brian, you probably called me, because I don't don't know that we were texting at the time, Um, but you called and said, and I think I had to call you back even, and you, the question, we were out on a ride, and so I pulled over, or maybe we were already pulled over, and, hey, mom, how do I zest a lemon? And (laughs) to this day, Christine will say, oh, my gosh, I I love it. Your son called you to ask about how to zest a lemon. (laughs) And she tells me about it all the time. I it's love those questions. I,
1: I have right. received a few of those questions from my dad since my mom died. My dad was always responsible for grilling, but didn't, oh. I don't think did a ton of like prep uh-huh. work in the kitchen. And so I don't know, maybe like a year ago or so he asked, I'm pretty sure he asked me, the difference between like a garlic head and a garlic clove and i'm like oh dad we gotta get this we gotta get this right I got to
2: straighten this out before you even this
3: like,
0: could be a disaster
2: get going yeah that's good but to have a source where you can go is just great yeah i tried something i had i had a driveway conversation with a friend of mine I took her birthday gift over to her and we sat so i took my little lawn chair and just parked it in her driveway and she sat up on a little step and we talked it was great we talked like 45 minutes it was awesome and i dropped off her gift anyway she was having um she learned how to pickle red onions and they were having tacos that night and i oh i don't think i've ever done that but i'd really like them i came home looked up and oh i found it and and there are lots of ways you can do it but this one last night so i pickled onions Oh, have you done that?
0: Yeah. Did you do it? Did you heat the water with the sugar? or did you Oh, you yeah, just do yeah. A, so it was
2: sugar. Yeah. It was water. And this was rice vinegar. She happened to use, what kind did she say? She She used apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. But this particular recipe, I thought, I'll try it first straight up. You know, that's the best way to try a recipe. But Mexican oregano, ah, oh, and a little bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Nice. And it was
3: good. Mexican
0: oregano.
1: You know, I haven't so, told uh, you this, but the next thing I think we should pickle, because we pop them like candy at our house is jalapenos
2: mm. I, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: just pickle like eight jars at a time or something like that yes
2: oh, yes do
0: yeah
2: we love jalapenos yeah they're so good what's well, a great way to do it <laughs> yeah but <laughs> I mean, onions yeah, too yeah, yeah. i mean that they're so versatile and then they're just sitting there in the fridge wait begging okay here i am what shall we do today <laughs> yeah anyway so there's always room to learn new things
0: that's right the, you know it's um and I was going to touch on this earlier, but the sense of smell, the, of, as mm. far as memories, you know, um, you know the coffee, yeah. there was like this through line of smell. And I, the one thing that's interesting for me is yesterday we made pizza dough um, from scratch oh. and we have this new recipe and the yeast, once you mix it with water, that smell of the yeast and the water always reminds me of the pretzels that we used to make in Portland where yes. you throw yes. in the baking soda water bath or whatever and salt <laughs> them at the end and
2: so good, yeah. so good. The kitchen, then the second kitchen in Boise was really fun because um, it was huge, and we had more—not commercial grade, but we had big appliances there. Not the range wasn't as big as the one in in Portland, but it was still big, it was still six burners and all the things, and you could rock and roll in that kitchen. Plus, the island was really helpful, but uh, and had two sinks was the other thing that I mean I realize this is a luxury. It's yes, that's a privileged place, but it sure was fun and I understand why two sinks are good because you could all somebody could be prepping in one and cleaning in another mm. one which is sort of fun but it was also a great setup where there was always an escape route so you didn't get stuck in the kitchen you're talking about
1: the Mountain View house
2: yeah yeah But yeah. there were
1: two dishwashers too right
2: uh there was only one, oh, dishwasher. one dishwasher yeah one dishwasher yeah which that was is, a great setup
0: I think I yeah. was the second one
2: to <laughs> thinking about <laughs> yeah and you run well extra rinse cycle please but you guys would often do um homework on at the counter and i don't know if you were positioning yourself (laughs) for the moment when who would like to do this um but there was a lot you just learn a lot and you you smell a lot and you hear a lot too yeah and that's so much of what cooking is
1: that's a mom hack for sure like <laughs> I don't know. Setting up your environment in such a way that you can get done what you need to, but your kids uh-huh. are either exposed to it or have the ability to participate in it, and you know, yeah. not it's all optional. layouts
2: mean mm-hmm. themselves to that. But again, I realize that's a pretty privileged spot to come from. But if you can, I mean, it's yeah. worth trying to figure out. Yeah. Right? Well, the
1: way I mean, the way our townhouses
2: the way our layout
1: is is kind of like that it's like most things happen at the kitchen level and so yeah 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 there are benefits to that i guess okay so another mom hack would be at some point when you were i don't know maybe elementary school you all kind of had a schedule for dinners right like it was like meatloaf monday or soup (laughs) tuesday or i mean depending Uh, on the
2: soup for monday Soup for monday Monday. and it was fun right well it's a great way to for me the plan, like oh, to know when you are early in your day what you're doing for dinner that night. Whew, that's a whole different day than oh crap, what am I gonna make for dinner? Mm. I don't know, I don't know what have I got? I don't know. And then by then it's just too late, and the we'll have eggs. Yeah, um, theme it out. You're already
1: hungry by the time you're trying to.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is just dumb. So the the prep work is really helpful. Uh, it feels a little rigid in some ways. On the other hand, there's still there's a lot of room within that. Scheduling and that's so what kind of soup will we have this week?
3: Yeah, exactly. I don't,
2: I don't remember all the categories, but that one was that one invited so much participation because of the biscuits. Mm, um, yes, right. So, biscuits were delicious. Yeah, they were really good, but again, it was just you know, having good resources. And I did, I mean, I to this day, I, I have so many shelves of cookbooks. <laughs> I'm not a great. Oh, let's just throw this and that and the other thing together. Um, and I had one of those magical moments when we were over doing Rebecca's Private Idaho. And um, that was the first time I'd met Mandy. And she had offered to make dinner one this one night. And I'm, I, yeah, if I don't know to plan. I'm fine. I just, you know, ridden a million miles for me. And I'm happy to plan. I mean, I'm happy to participate. I just can't plan anything right now. Cause So
3: I'm
2: um, her this mad, and she had a general plan. But it wasn't like she was taking every other second to look at the, what does that, well, do what now? She was just doing it instinctively. My internet connection is unstable. What do you mean? I'm just sitting here.
3: I think it's better now.
2: Okay. Um, that was weird. Um, and I, I remember that moment when I was driving back home again then, the next day, I thought, oh, I would like to be more like that of just let's see what happens. So that's a place of curiosity that I'm, I'm look, I'm trying to intentionally explore.
0: I can help you wing it mom.
2: Good. Let's do it. (laughs) I mean, it really, it's, it's a little hard. I think part of what it is is on my own. It's a little hard to get ramped up to let's just try this one Then I'm the only taste tester. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, so what? Just try it. Yeah. It's a safe place to do it for mm-hmm. sakes. But yeah, you're you're good at that, Brian.
0: Shoot from the hip. It's like Butch Cassidy, you gotta move.
2: Well, last night I did that with I started with the pickled onions. What shall we do with pickled onions? Found my favorite new corn tortillas. I don't remember the company, but I got them at the co-op. Sprouted corn.
3: Mm.
2: Ooh, they were good. They were real, real thin. You know, some of them get a little on the thick side uh and that's not so much fun but the, ooh, these were good yeah, yeah I just start throwing stuff in there it was great Love One of my good favorite yeah. yep any other mom
1: hacks you can think of
2: um i you know i think having a place where kids can sit close by is really helpful whether it's doing homework or just hanging or it, it as the computer came into being you guys would line up your laptops, uh, you know, on the one side of the counter and um, And my my kitchen here. I love <clears throat> And there's a good place you can sit up and I actually the reason I one of the reasons I love this house when I was looking at it was that the whoop, the the counter where the sink is is on one level and then it's raised up and then you can sit at the bar and that raising keeps all computers all uh, uh, stuff out of the water which is nice and that was one of the problems with the mountain view house is it was an all one level thing so if you're ever designing a kitchen hmm. make sure it, I mean it just it's helpful um, plus those sitting are at your eye level which is really nice so it's the high bar stools mm. um, yes and it's just a small thing but especially with kids they they're they also have this sort of bird's eye view and I think we take in more than we realize yeah so having having ways for your kids to be close without being on top of you well, we
0: learned the stool hack from you as well like we had we had not gotten a stool for our kitchen and then we were cooking over at your house a couple of years ago and Sienna you know wanted to participate <sighs> and you got out your stool and she just stepped right up and we instantly got home yep. and got a stepladder and she loves yeah. coming yeah. up and now yeah. it's a little bit more hard because Gavin comes up behind her and they both want to be on right. it and but
1: I swear Great. he can be in a different room and that stool opens and he just comes out of nowhere <laughs> to climb it and want... like, this is not going to work. It's like, but I'm in, I'm in. It's a one
2: person stool.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, here's the good news. Every day he is getting older. So yes, that, <laughs> that is, will change too. That yeah. But that was, that was the thing I did with my grandmothers. I just, I was always by their side, you know, stirring and tasting and watching and observing and yeah. So it's a valuable thing. Our um, pediatrician
1: always says when it comes to nutrition for our kids, it's not about it's not about what you put in front of them. You can't even really expect them to eat what you put in front of them. It's about them participating in, in the food prep, and yeah. then there will be they'll be so. I mean, even just the other day, we made a uh, coleslaw, and Cece was oh. eating raw purple cabbage and saying how delicious it was, and just crunching right? away because she was helping right? me prepare She's it. She's participating.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just such an easy thing. Uh, and another thing, one of my, pedi- one of the kids' pediatricians said one time, don't worry about the every single day getting all the, the nutrients in there. Um, look at it over a week. Mm-hmm. If over a week you've touched on most of them, put it in the wind column. Mm-hmm. So I think, you are know, just, just backing off a little bit. And always, ha- oh, that was, yeah, that's a mom hack. Always having a little something in the fridge you can just grab and give them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's already cut up carrots or so you don't go to the the obvious you know things like chips and crackers and that kind of thing just you know fruit already cut up or and fun ways to do the food like Mm. you know um you know so use the party toothpicks and let them (laughs) try with that you know just because it's is it necessary no is it fun yes could they eat more that way maybe okay Yeah, yeah that's a good one
1: yeah
0: so mom, what, um, I'm curious, what what are some of your favorite memories? Obviously, you shared some of uh, the four kids and us growing up together, but later, later on in life, what's been some of your favorite memories, at least in my life with me, or what are some of your favorite um, moments or, or happenstances that you can recall?
2: Well, first, the whole thing, just getting going was amazing. I mean, I remember back to the days of the Bellevue condo. <laughs> <laughs> the shipping department was right there. Did you ever go down the
0: storage unit with us, the public storage unit, where we had our? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. So I think for me, the evolution of the whole thing. And there were a couple times where I thought, you know, if this thing flies. This will be great. I'm pretty sure it's pretty great. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then just, but watching it evolve has been really fun. And the people that you've brought in, I have loved all the people. Um, and... That, yeah, so I've, I've loved all the people, but I've loved watching you guys grow it and distill it down to this place. But I think it needed to go this way first. Well, we could do this. Let's try it. We'll try this and this and this. That helps you identify, I think, where it is you want to then go. Because it, it sort of presents itself because you've tried lots of different things. You, you're not left wondering, oh, I wonder if we should have tried that. But you tried it, you gave it a great go all the while. Every single thing, every product that you've tried has been well designed, well marketed, and the intention has been really good.
1: Well, it's funny because you ask yourself I don't know, I guess every now and then Brian just asks himself a different version of that same question. It's like, what would have happened if we hadn't done that? Instead of, there you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, what would have, yeah. Yeah, what, what wouldn't have happened if we had? I don't know. <laughs> You're always looking back and wondering what, you know, exact learnings came out of it or what opportunities were either missed or captured by going that route.
2: But that's why I think taking the pause and asking the questions is really good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we are at this moment in time of we have opportunity. We have lots of time. <laughs> let's just stop and think. Let, let's start journaling or just imagining if I you know if if i if it doesn't you know if I can just go forward without lots of other things, I realize that what do I want it to look like if I had all the control in the world, and what things would I be willing to just let go of because I've let go of them and I don't seem to be missing them that much, what's important to me anyway uh, but I think asking those questions is really good yeah, definitely it served you well. I have so many favorite memories. Oh my. Um, I The first trade shows, as funky as they were, they were <laughs> precious. Although I was ex- I've never been so tired in all my life.
0: Um, no one will believe you though, mom, when you say that you're tired because everybody that runs into you is like, Nancy is like the Energizer bunny. She has so much energy and passion. Where does she get it from? And I'm like, I don't know. I wish I had. More than a fraction of it,
2: (laughs) but you do. And but I loved what I was doing. It was you know that was the honest truth. I loved being there. I loved participating. I love I love being asked to be a part of it. That was so much fun. But I do need my sleep. So and I would come home exhausted. But it was, and I think you do whatever. It's for me. It was worth the exhaustion to be a part of something that I really believed in. Mm. So. Well, and it's a
1: matter of um of energy level too, right? Like Nancy, you and I yeah, are both yeah. introverts, and so mm-hmm. an environment like a trade show, as fun and as social as it is, that our battery level decreases. Whereas mm-hmm. with Brian being an extrovert, being at a trade show, I mean, you lose your voice, but your battery <laughs> charge, like, it's a, yeah. you know, it just goes yeah. up to one hundred percent. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. And then too, I think. Um, I don't know, I just think you run on adrenaline longer than most people.
0: <laughs> Fight or flight, you have to.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> this or that. Yeah, I had the luxury of saying, Okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, eight, well, yeah, and yeah.
1: The, the treat shows back in those days, it was it was not only be present and on for the show, it was set up and tear down Building and that,
0: problem and the solving. After par- and the after and parties and
2: parties and dinners and that's where I had to learn my rhythm. Is like, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, but I think my happiest, um, complete day when, well, take away the setup, my happiest days, I will go full on and then I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I would love to go out to dinner with all y'all. That would be really, really fun. But honestly, I may face plant in whatever we're eating and maybe it'd be better if I, I didn't, but I also didn't want to miss out, but I learned to say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to miss out for me. Um, and I had the luxury too of saying, "Yep, I can't do that." Yeah. So I could get back in the. I wanted to be there again the next day, but I I learned that I can't go on your schedule. Um, but it's also not my company. I'm there to support, and I'm a good supporter. I, I'll, that is true. That, <laughs> that, that that's where my rah rah comes. Um, but then I'm learning too to say, oh, "Okay." <laughs> See ya. Bye. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Lights are going out. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well
0: mom, um, we have um a series of questions that we ask every guest, oh, uh which lovely. are which is really fun. Um, but Beck usually kicks us off. But you are, I have to say, you are wildly creative um <laughs> and have so much passionate energy, and I'm so grateful. You did have me, um, and that
2: <laughs> you were worth it. <laughs> uh,
0: and that, 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 that for anybody listening out there, there was like any sort of question of whether they would have me or not. Just oh,
2: no no no, it was just, four yeah, kids is
0: a lot of kids. Uh, it's a and lot I'm of kids.
2: Youngest.
1: Well, it's such a as everyone knows, it's such a cascading effect. If you hadn't had Brian, my yeah. life would look completely different. We wouldn't have the children that we do. It's yeah, just crazy. To put it in
2: perspective, Brian. The day you were born your sister your oldest sister was still five using yes. kindergarten so the, uh, yes so she finished so she turned six and you were already there <laughs> and sarah was two and abby was four and becca became six six weeks after you were born it was a lot <laughs> pure chaos but through Anyways, it all no. through it all you've
0: been uh incredibly inspiring you you're constantly mm, learning. You. Uh, fun fact, my mom also has a secret card-making company where she makes cards for um, her <laughs> friends. You can find them. Do you still make them for the shops in McCall? Do you still no, sell them up there? No, um, no She used to make, we still make cards. That was fun. But you yeah. had your own small business doing that yeah. and you had your own garden. You fun. still have your own garden. So I'm, I'm constantly inspired by you. Um, oh, thank you. Need a, I need a fraction of your energy these days.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're in, the, you're in that stage. Woo. Ooh, yeah <laughs> it's a gauntlet right yeah now. yeah it is a gauntlet one of the one of
1: my favorite um early childhood stories that you have shared Nancy is when I think all four I think Brian had been born and um, Becca must have been in school you would you know Brian would go down for a nap and becca would be at school and then you would tell sarah and abby you'd be like okay go play quietly in your bedroom and you would just like shut their door and then you would go into your room where little baby brian was in his bassinet and you would like shut your door and
2: you would just see and then you would lay down and you just see how long how long you could get a little bit of shy oh it was yeah you had to be resourceful Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. yeah yeah. I, I, one of my, do you remember, I, I did not live through anything like what y'all are living through. We're all living through it right now, but you're living through it with little kids. As close as I could get to that was the summer. Each of you independently got the chicken pox. <laughs> so one would go down for two weeks with chicken pox. So I was home with the chicken person, pox person. <laughs> And then that one person would rise, and then, okay, who's next? Oh, you're next. Okay. <laughs> this went on for eight weeks over the summer.
1: And you kind of want it to happen all at once, right? But it was good. But still all the same,
2: just... the same two weeks would have been really awesome. Right. But <laughs> week, you know, somebody missed out on Fourth of July, and someone else missed out on, you know, something. Oh, I was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So I have a small, um, understanding of where y'all are right now and an appreciation for what you're living through Oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot
1: it's anyway. a lot all right I, I we difference. um at mirror we reference a um, an african proverb from time to time that reads um if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together so the question for you is is it easier to go alone or together
2: depends on the circumstance for you know it's like with specificity um it's easier for me to run alone it just is you know trying to match a pace and all that kind of thing however I've also learned that there is value in running with others and some of the half marathons I've trained for it really was more fun after a while to train with others even if I had to adjust my pace because when it you mean, you, came by pace,
0: you mean slow down because yeah, yeah, slower speed. That.
2: Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Ooh, I tried to participate <laughs> in this one group. It did not go well because they were all just that much faster than me. And I nearly killed myself, but anyway, but just learning how to pace with others, but the the value it was worth doing that to have the value of the conversation and the camaraderie and the, the things that would come out from that, the shared experience. Um, The village concept, I think, is definitely important, but I also value the solo time, so I would say it's both and. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's value in learning how to go alone in some things, Um, like my spiritual practices, that's a place that, that I, for the most part, I do alone, but then I love corporate time too, and I can learn from the more instructional time. Um, so it's both and <laughs> um, you know it's it's fun to to do things some things alone where I can really think and think and think and think but dang I like hiking with other people and you know going for a good long backpack or a, I'm just hanging out in the yard and having somebody or sitting around a fire or doing you know that and then projects I have a yeah I just love doing projects with people if they're if they're useful <laughs> 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 got to contribute. If you're gonna. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah. hop onto a Nancy project. You got to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's just fun to have the, and then there, then there's the joy, the shared joy in whatever the thing is, right? So I think that's one thing I've loved about being part of the, when I have been, in just this last time, the trade show thing. It's fun to be part of this thing that's trying to explain this wonderful thing to others, to capture them in this vision, and then. Um, you know, being a part of it is really, really fun. But then at the end of the day, I need to go home and get some shut eye and eat a little something. And yeah, so I think it's a both end for me.
1: Yeah. You know, in light of this virus, it's just interesting. The concept of being alone Mm -hmm. and being together, you know, Mm -hmm. those words are on everyone's lips right now. And Mm -hmm. what does that, what does that mean to be alone versus Mm -hmm. together, whether it's Mm -hmm. physically or virtually, Um, what is one belief you hold that will never change?
3: that God is love. And that
2: family, (laughs) and all of its different iterations, is really important, and it looks different. Every family looks different, but every family is important. And I believe in families. Or I think that's what makes this time really, really hard. But I know we'll, we'll... We'll make new ways because we're resilient. And if you want something badly enough, you can make it happen. Well, not make it happen, but you can can create new ways um and i think that's what we're being asked to do is create new pathways for connection to val to can to show our what we value and what we care about but it's hard it's challenging <clears throat> and the isolation just makes it crazy and the unknowing you know am i doing the wrong thing am i doing the right thing i don't know um yeah
3: yeah all right the uh I like this question, but it's also very
0: difficult. Don't sacrifice blank for blank.
1: But also don't think too hard.
3: But don't think too hard.
1: (laughs) Top of mind stuff.
2: (laughs) Wow, yeah. Um... (laughs) Don't sacrifice the important for the easy.
3: Ooh, dang. (laughs) Good one.
2: (laughs) have one for you. Quick and profound. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what's saving your life right now? That's one that, that's from an author that I've grown to love. And a, another woman um, who read that from this woman uses that in her podcast. She asks every guest, guest. And so it's really been interesting over the years, like right now, it's like, whoa, anyway, so what's saving your life right now? Well, Jen Hatmaker asks, Yes, that, yes but that's who, that's who it where is. did it yeah. come from originally? From Barbara Brown Taylor. Hmm. Oh, that book, Learning to Walk. Sarah put me on that one. Learning to Walk in the Dark. Hmm. Good book.
0: My my immediate funny answer was Seawolf.
2: (laughs) That's that's what she says. (laughs) Yes, it can be silly. It can be profound. (laughs) It can be anything in between. But yes, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would probably probably be working out or fitness. I think there's a direct correlation to the days that I don't move my body as much as I should to just like getting stuck. (laughs) Of thinking about like oh this is gonna be so much longer and we're in for the long haul and right so
1: my I mean this is not anything I don't know there's nothing special about me but <laughs> <laughs> yes there is stop wait stop now back up the truck yes there is
2: <laughs> now um yes. mine is sleep mm-hmm that's another good book though the reason let's see. The reason we sleep? The one that mm, um Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's really, really good. It's important and that will make the biggest difference in your life. Yeah. yeah.
1: I haven't always slept great since having kids and like you would think that you would, but there's this <laughs> Yeah, I know. There's this kind of insomnia that can be wrapped up in having little kids as mm-hmm. much as you would like to be asleep. You know, you're not. And um anyway, I've been sleeping really, really, really well.
2: Good. i just feel like i'm making up for lost time it's good lost time So the the river is saving my life right now Mm -hmm. because i can get so spun up and stuff and the minute i get over by the river the sparkle on the water the birds are singing the season is changing smell of it okay yes it's all the things it's all the things Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah how about
2: another fill in the blank
1: We'll end with this one, unless we go in another direction. Um, The blank is calling and I must go.
2: (laughs) A quote from, original quote from John Muir. John Muir. um, Outdoors calls me. I am an outdoor girl, and and making, outdoors and making, I think are my, sort of my my life themes. I I need to be outdoors. I need to get lost in the outdoors. And right now it's a little bit tricky, you know, the whole social distance. Six feet is a long way away from people. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, all it takes for me is to step outside, and things change. I can leave indoors behind me. And it transports me to places. So if you know, if it's sunny, that's great. If it's windy, okay, just do something to mitigate the wind. But be outside, and that I think it's the the stability of nature. That, that, that nature is going on. The Earth's. Oh, the moon right now—it's a flower. It's the flower moon, and it's a super moon. Did you see it's, it? It was big
0: last <laughs> night. It was very bright.
2: And this morning, what? Anyway, it's the. But did you know it's the flower moon? Every moon has a. Every full moon has a name, um, and this comes from a, a, a farmer's almanac from Maine, way, way, way long ago. And so they've you know named each one. There's the wolf moon and the harvest moon, but this is the flower moon hmm. for obvious reasons. Things are blooming, but just the cycles of nature make me realize, oh, well, they don't care if there's this thing going around and they're probably a little puzzled, like, why are there so many people or why are there no people, but they just are going about their business and the trees are, you know, going through their cycles and it gives me, just makes me think, oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. The stars are still out there. At night, oh, if you can get away, or you guys are, of course you can, but it's just so big and it's still there. Hmm. the lessons we can learn from uh, just observing nature yes yeah so that was part of what was the question
0: (laughs) uh blank is calling and i must go you said outside oh
2: yeah outside and making that has settled me so much i i um i've been a little spun up over oh gosh this person is doing all these things for all these people and all these organizations and okay yeah i should probably yeah, okay. Um, and these people are they're doing that and they're doing that. And yeah, what am I supposed to do? I don't know, I don't know. Let's first of all stay safe. Let's stay home, let's do that, be kind, all those things. Yes, yes, yes. And a friend said the other day, you know, usually things will just actually she said, God will present things to they will be presented to you. Don't you don't have to go like just read the tea leaves and always be looking, 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 looking. Yes, look, be aware of need. But so often if we just pay attention and stay open to need it will come right to us so yeah, yeah yeah that sounds good the other day i was reading the paper which i still love and there was an article on the front page by a woman with an organization and she was saying that they're trying to get masks for the migrant farm workers um because i mean talk about unsafe conditions it's just ugh, it's so many things um well okay so well, i, I could do that and so i sent her an email and said you know i'm only one person but i will do this if this could be helpful and i will do as much as i can i'm I'm happy to do it but will it are you okay with me just this one person doing this with and um and she, yes we we would love it um and i said you know okay i'll get to work i'll get back to you when i've got more made it flipped a switch in me. It was so cool. I thought, this is some, This is in my skill. This is my wheelhouse. It's empowering. Is, it is. This is a skill I have. I can't do these other things. Those things were just like, Ugh, I don't even know how to get started in those things. But this thing, of course, yes. It felt so good to just realize, hey, who I am and what I've spent my whole life learning and and doing can be useful in a time like this. So every single scrap that I'm cutting and sewing and it's so fun because I'm helping somebody who really, and I, I want people to thrive. Yeah. Uh, so it's anyways, confidence so that,
1: building too, because you're plugging yeah. yourself directly into a need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling useful and that, yeah, I've got a place in all this um, besides staying home, staying safe. Uh, staying out of trouble yeah. <laughs> but Some it also makes you pulling out your grass giving that, big, oh, no, <laughs>
0: Given that hoa he, trouble
2: oh yeah. i love it it's so much fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> well mom thanks for taking time to hang out I with know. us it was good yes. chatting
2: thank you it's good to chat it's good to see you for all this time i, I love know. this usually I our calls that. are pretty abbreviated it's okay so I, just, thank chaos. you for giving yeah but it's okay because i get it um and i miss it and wish i were kind of part of it um soon enough you guys i know well we'll figure it out we'll find we'll a new know, way but it's,
1: oh. well nancy
2: happy mother's day happy mother's day thanks becca and to you too thank enjoy you enjoy that thanks brian I love this you. was really fun i love you too i love you both to all our yeah. listeners
1: love you too to all our listeners call yes. your mom
0: call your mom that's right yes call your mom Thanks for tuning in, we will see you on the next episode.